0: don't wait visit sonobello.com slash save sonobello.com slash save sonobello.com slash save
1: family it looks a little different for everyone for some it's mom and dad for others roommates who feel like family
2: And welcome back, everyone. This is The X coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell, and this hour my guest is a gentleman we've had the pleasure of having on The X a number of times. His name is Gary Val Tenuta. He is a freelance writer and book cover designer living with his big black cat named Bear in a cozy condo in the Pacific Northeast. His illustrations and articles dealing with the UFO phenomenon and other subjects in the paranormal realm have been published in Fate Magazine in the U.S., Beyond Magazine in the U.K., and elsewhere. The Kindle edition of his debut book, The Ezekiel Code, has been a bestseller in the categories of occult, religious fiction, for over 57 weeks now, and it's also available in paperback. Two websites for you tonight, Exxon Nation for Gary, www.ezekielcode.com and www.secretof9.com. Joining me now from somewhere in the Pacific Northwest with a big cat named Bear is Gary Baltenuta. Gary, welcome back to the Exxon.
3: (laughs) Hi, hi, Rob. Glad to be here.
2: Super having you with us, uh, Gary. Uh, Um... For the listeners who may be listening to you for the first time uh, with many affiliates that we've picked up lately, what is the e- Ezekiel Code? Uh,
3: the Ezekiel Code is a novel, uh, first off. It's mm-hmm. uh, kind of a blend of fact and fiction. Um, uh, many, many years ago, uh, I was reading the uh, book of Ezekiel in the Bible, mm-hmm. and I uh, uh, it, it occurred to me that uh, Ezekiel's uh, really detailed descriptions of this uh, object that came out of the sky and with which he interacted uh, seemed uh, awfully familiar. It it's, it was like it was like someone whose idea of technology was not much more than a donkey pulling a cart, and he was trying to uh, describe uh, what appeared to me. Uh, to be some sort of a mechanical craft, a, a, a piece of high technology, um, with, which, with which he interacted uh, mm-hmm. with the uh, people that were, were the beings inside this thing. Um, of course, he called it um, an angel of God. Um, he, he, explained, he was a priest, and uh, he described it in uh, religious terms. Um, many years later, um, this was sometime in the early... 90s, I think it was, mid-90s, something like that. I was having a discussion with someone um, about UFOs, and this idea came back to me, and I thought, well, it would be a great idea for a Spielberg movie or something. Uh, And uh, then I thought, well, why don't I write a novel? So then, as I thought more about it, uh, the whole 2012 thing was of course on my mind. It Mm -hmm. it was starting to... uh, did out in the news and around the internet and um, uh, at the same time also I was uh, pretty well into my exploration of the possibility that the English alphabet or it's not really English alphabet, it's uh, derived from the Latin, but the alphabet that we use uh, was somehow encoded to correspond with the numbers uh, one through nine Um, and so I blended all of that together into a, a, a novel uh, centering around the idea of the coming of 2012, and uh, the uh, protagonists in the story uh, uh, stumble upon a code which um, I derived from my uh, my work with the uh, the alphanumerics uh, and the English gematria. And this leads them, uh, it, it's like a lot of little clues mm-hmm. that they have to follow to find an ancient artifact of really profound importance for our future. And uh, that's, that's basically the gist of the novel.
2: All right, Gary, you and I have to take a two-minute commercial break. We'll be right back. Exonation, Nation, Gary Val Tanutos, our special guest, www.ezekielcode.com and www. Secretofnine.com. Gary and I will be back on the other side of this two minute commercial break as we continue with yours truly Rob McConnell from our studios of the X-Zone in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.
0: Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment.
2: Riding along on a carousel, trying to catch up to you. Riding along on a carousel, will I catch up to you? Horses chasing, cause they're racing. Sony, it's so far.
1: Get in the way Soon you leave and then I lose you Still we're going round
2: On a carousel And Gary Valtinute is my special guest this hour. ExoNation, two websites, www.ezekielcode.com and www.secretof9.com As I was saying when we introed Gary for this hour, The Ezekiel Code has been a bestseller in the categories of occult and religious fiction for over 57 weeks and is also available in paperback. Once again, www.ezekielcode.com and www.secretof9.com. Gary, when it comes to The Ezekiel Code, where is December twenty-first, 2012? Now, Is it something that is going to be doom and gloom like there are those who believe it is? And then the the other half of the population really believes it's going to be the start of a new age, a dawning of a new awareness. Where does the Ezekiel Code put December twenty first, 2012?
3: Right. Well, I decided to uh, go with the uh, the second Mm -hmm. uh, option (laughs) that you mentioned there. Um, And... uh, uh, the deal with the um, uh, the story is that um, the uh, twenty december twenty first two thousand and twelve end of the Mayan calendar um, is uh, portrayed as the beginning of a, uh, a sort of a window and opening into an opportunity for the uh, the next step in the evolution of human consciousness. Uh, and toward uh, a totally global, enlightened society. Um, but, of course, in the story, there always has to be a protagonist, and the, uh, the Illuminati uh, have a conspiracy going, and they're always hiding in the shadows, following my, my guys around mm-hmm. um, with, uh, with an entirely different agenda. And there's something coming uh, that will prevent... Uh, the earth from going through that window and the, uh, prota- the protagonists have to, um, uh, have to stop that from happening so that we can, uh, enter into this new age of enlightenment.
2: Gary, where does your interest in the paranormal come from?
3: Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think that probably goes back to, uh, what was it, the the late 50s uh, when Life Magazine um, came out with those um, great illustrations of UFOs, and they had some uh, stories about UFOs. and I was just so fascinated with that, um, and I think that's what jump-started the whole thing.
2: Now, Gary, you yourself, have you ever had a UFO experience? Uh,
3: I did. Um, in 1993, uh, I got to, uh, <laughs> I had the... I guess good fortune uh, to see one of those big black triangular UFOs um, in Seattle uh, from a very close range uh, relative to what most people get to see when they <laughs> when they see, see a UFO. This thing was, uh, at the time, I thought it was probably about 150 feet above me. Uh, it, it may have been higher. I don't know. It could have been 500 feet, but... It was big and it was right up there. And uh, it had uh, one large red light at each corner on the underside uh, of the craft. And it was just, it cruised uh, right above me. Um, so I, I got to look directly at it. And it was going extremely slowly. Uh, I guessed maybe five to ten miles an hour. Uh, it was traveling from uh, east to west and i just it was about 9:30 at night and the uh, the lights from the uh, the city of seattle were lighting up a very high gray cloud cover so i could see it against that gray cloud cover and i just watched it until it uh, sailed off into the west into the darkness i couldn't see it anymore
2: gary what do you think the mission of these ufo's uh, is when it comes to their exploration of this planet
3: well of course i don't know i, I um the 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 u f o phenomenon has mm-hmm. been going on for so long i, I, I and in fact, we were talking about ezekiel i, I suppose
2: yes. ezekiel probably wheel.
3: goes back that far yeah. um and then there's the uh, the stories that, uh, like Zechariah Sitchin popularized uh, the legends mm-hmm. of the Sumerians, uh, even the Hopi uh, and, and various cultures around the world uh, talk about the um, the sky gods that came down uh, and and taught various people around the earth uh, uh, languages and, and uh, mathematics and uh, this this sort of thing. So. If that's all true, uh, assuming that might be true, then uh, perhaps it's just a long, ongoing observation of uh, something they started a long time ago.
2: What is the secret of nine?
3: Uh, Yeah, that's uh, that's a whole uh, different subject, although um, it's uh, related. Um, Years ago, Uh, Again, it was back in the 90s, um, I started exploring the idea, the possibility that the alphabet might be encoded uh, to correspond with the numbers 1 through 9, and in in the beginning I called what I was doing cryptonumerology, because I had never heard of gematria, uh, let alone English gematria, and for the uh, benefit of listeners who don't know what uh, gematria is, uh, in really simple terms, um, it's uh, you might think of it as a kind of sacred numerology. Um, it goes back to the ancient Greeks and Hebrews. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the Greek and Hebrew mystics uh, used this system as a system of divination, and also for encoding uh, certain information in their texts, um, the uh, the Hebrew language, for example, uh, they used they didn't differentiate between the characters that they used for numbers and the characters they used for the letters in their alphabet. They were one and the same. Um, for instance, the uh, the first letter in the Hebrew alphabet is Aleph. It's called Aleph. It's the equivalent of our A, mm-hmm. uh, and that had the number one. And then the second letter had the number two. And then by the time it gets to, I think it's the uh, tenth letter, it's ten. But then the eleventh letter is twenty. So it, it goes ten, twenty, thirty, forty, and then it gets up into the hundreds. Um, and so each letter. Uh, had a number assigned to it. So, therefore, if you wrote a word, you actually were writing a number. And the idea behind gematria was that any no, any word or phrase, any two words or phrases, or any number of words and phrases that had the same gematria value uh, were considered to have some sort of of a connection between them, even if it didn't seem like there was a connection between the various words and phrases, the idea was to study these words and phrases and meditate on them and try to uh, try to come to some understanding about the interconnectedness between them. Um, and I I started noticing a similar kind of thing when I was working with our alphabet. And one of um, I, I ended up with what I call gematria um, equations. Uh, the, the way this works is that I simply use a simple serial code of A equals one through Z equals twenty-six, and when I write down a word, then I just simply calculate um, what those letters come out to, and I get a number. Um, and it turned out uh, that the number 9 was popping up a lot, and numbers that reduced to the single mm-hmm. digit of 9 by adding them together. For instance, the number 144, if you add the 1 plus the 4 plus the 4, right. you get 9. Yes, it, it, that's, um, that's typical of traditional numerology, too. Um,
2: is, there, is there a connection between Gematria and the Bible Code?
3: Well, <laughs> I think maybe there is. Uh-huh. Um when I started uh thinking about we see what happened was uh, I eventually amassed um an awful lot of data with this English gematria stuff that was uh the the synchronicity between some of the words and phrases and the matching numbers was just was just stunning. Uh-huh. And I had to I had to wonder How could this happen? Why should it happen? Um, We're talking about alphabets and letters on the one hand and numbers on the other hand. How do those two go together, and why should it work with the English language? Um, And and I thought, well, maybe... You know, there's this whole idea that we're living in a simulated reality.
2: Yes. Sure. Uh,
3: like the Matrix. Yep. And so, it, if we can assume that to be the case, mm-hmm. then perhaps this uh, the English language and the alphabet has evolved to the point where uh, it works this way now, and it was all programmed to happen this way. Uh, so what and, we're
2: speaking could actually be a program that we're running.
3: Right, well, and you asked about the similarity uh, with the Bible yeah, code. Yeah, we're going to
2: have to take a break now for the news. When we come back, let's talk about the Bible code and the similarity to Gematria. Our guest this hour is Gary Val Tanuta. His website's www.ezekielcode.com and wwwsecretof com, and Gary is the author of The Ezekiel Code. Gary and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break after the news as the x continues from our studios here in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Riding along on a carousel,
0: trying to catch up to you.
2: You're listening to the Exxon Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. Xzone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and Star Cable. Our toll free telephone number worldwide is 1 800 610 7035. Our email address, Xzone at Xzone On MSN Messenger, Xzone Radio TV at Hotmail.com, and our website, www.xzoneradio TV.com.
1: Love was glass that broke (laughs)
4: Another day, another
2: night.
4: I i I'm
2: so on <laughs> Gary Val Tenuto is my special guest. He's the author of The Ezekiel Code. Here's a couple of websites, www.ezekielcode.com and 9.com Gary, before we went uh, to the commercial break, you and I were talking about the Ezekiel Code and uh, numerology and uh, Gematra, and I asked you if there is a a connection between Gematra and what is known as the Bible Code.
3: Right, and um, I, w- I was about to mention that uh, in the Bible Code, mm-hmm. uh, well, first let's go back and... and and uh, let people know um, when, uh, according to tradition, um, Hebrew tradition, when uh, Moses was the one who wrote uh, the first five books of the Bible, known as the Torah. Yes.
2: Um,
3: according to tradition, when he did this, he it was <laughs> it was sort of like a telepathic. Um, uh, communication between him and God—a
2: channeled, a, cha- a channeled communication.
3: Yeah, you're right. Um, and when he wrote it, there were no spaces between uh, the, the, the words. Mm-hmm. In other words, it was uh, just a long series of letters. Um, and when <clears throat> when you take this long series of letters and put it into a, a just a big block on a page, it looks like one of those um, uh, find-a-word puzzles yes. that you see, yeah. see in magazines. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the uh, what they call the skip code is applied um, uh, to this uh, gigantic block of letters, that's the way that they find all of these words and phrases uh, in the Bible code. Um, there was, um, <laughs> what happens is that you'll have a, uh, a phrase horizontally, and you'll have another phrase vertically, uh, either really close together or literally crisscrossing each other. And one of those uh, phrases that was found early on in uh, the, that exploration was the phrase, it was created by computer. And that was crisscrossed with the phrase, "the writing of the writing by God on the tablets." So uh, that brings us back to the idea of the programmed reality, the simulated mm-hmm. reality idea. And so, so there, there's a connection there uh, between uh, this gematria and and
2: the Bible code. I've often wondered if God, as as the God has grown to be over the many years, if if the initial God was nothing more, and I hope I don't offend anybody by saying this, nothing more than a a, a robot or a simulated message or a hologram, not not very much different from one of the Star Trek voyages. I think it was the first uh, Star Trek movie where uh, this Vijay or the Voyager was actually. Wanting to communicate with its creators.
3: Yes, exactly. That's right. I had forgotten yeah. about that. Um, because, yeah.
2: because you know, I have often believed, I've always believed, Gary, that, that this universe and the creation that we're part of is binary. Because for every zero and one, which is binary code, there's an equal. There's up and down, left and right, in and out, uh, boy, girl, negative, positive and the list goes on and on and on, which adds credence to your to your theory.
3: Yeah, um, I heard you talking about that with uh, Peter Wolford in a yes. uh, previous program. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, well, I have to agree with you, and the idea of uh, the, uh, the hologram that you mentioned mm-hmm. um, fits right in with uh, well, latest um, theories on, in, in quantum physics, uh uh one of the best books i have found on that um uh for the lay reader is the holographic universe by uh michael talbot mm-hmm. and uh he he quotes a lot of uh, the uh, foremost thinkers in that area um oh gee uh, i can't re- I can't recall their names right off right off hand david Boehm and f david pete come to mind but they talk about um the idea that the uh, universe has uh, holographic properties, uh, so much so that you might call it a holographic universe, a giant hologram. Um, and, and, and if that's the case, that sort of relates back to this Gematria mm-hmm. thing and how it all might work, because, um, like, I, like I said before, uh, the number nine figures prominently in, in this. Let me, let me also say that um, there's a historical uh, set of numbers uh, that are known as the canon of sacred numbers uh, around the world in, in cultures everywhere. And the numbers are, uh, for example, uh, 72, 144, 153, 234, 432, Six six six, uh, and that, and each of those numbers is a multiple of nine. Uh, for example, uh, seventy two, seven plus two is nine, mm-hmm. uh, and one forty four. We talked about that. Yeah. Uh and uh, so okay, where was I going with that? <laughs> um, right. Oh yeah, um, I think, I think somehow. The number nine relates back to this idea of the matrix, and this gematria stuff might be tapping into the matrix, and that's partially why this works the way that it does. Um, it, and it's also about synchronicity. There's, I have a, a favorite um, gematria equation that popped up for me. It's um, two phrases. One is... the. Um, uh, nine is the key, mm-hmm. and the other is the secret key. And both of those phrases, each one, has a gematria value of 144. That's one of those sacred numbers. Uh, in fact, it's, um, it's a highly esteemed sacred number. Uh, people might recall it from uh, the Bible. It's in, in uh, the book of Revelation and somewhere else as
2: 144,000. Uh, Plus 144 is a gross yeah, yeah, this is true. You know, but but you know, th- this entire theory about this existence being a uh, holographic experience or having holographic um, capabilities or properties or mm-hmm. properties, it explains a lot of unknown factors. It explains, for example, the paranormal. It explains life after death. It explains reincarnation.
3: Well, you're exactly right. Uh, when when I first started looking at this idea of the uh, holographic nature of the universe, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I thought to myself. And I was so I was stunned by the by the thought, by the idea that it explained everything. Yeah. I couldn't think of any unexplained phenomenon that it couldn't explain. <laughs> I went downstairs. I told my lady friend about it, and she didn't like it at all. Um, it it, it frightened her Uh, to think that she was nothing more than uh, a a digital player in a holographic uh, uh, matrix, you know.
2: Well, let's take another look at what science is doing now with our DNA, our our chemical buildup. You know, everything is, is being digitized. Exactly. Yeah
3: that that's that's where we're heading and and now that you mention that um if we go back to uh uh Peter uh, Wolford mm-hmm. uh who was on your show the other day he was talking about uh his book I haven't read it yet I I've ordered it um, and his theory is that genesis is based on the number pi That's right. And <clears throat> uh one of the important numbers in his work which i don't really understand the significance of it because i haven't um like i say i haven't read the book Mm -hmm. yet but the number uh is one seven one 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 seven one you might recall he he mentioned that yes um right in the middle now that's a, a a palindrome number it reads the same way forward and backward. Right. I don't I don't know where he came up with it, but it's an interesting number on a uh, on a number of levels, uh, no pun intended. And right <laughs> in the middle of it is the three ones. Yes. Yeah. Now, you were talking about um, uh, our DNA, mm-hmm. and he also mentioned <clears throat> that he thinks what he has discovered has something to do with uh, DNA. And of course, we're talking about <clears throat> the Book of Genesis. Uh, genesis beginning genes that sort of thing well those three ones 111 just happens to be the English gematria value of the phrase the genesis it also happens to be the value of the phrase male DNA plus female DNA now that's just one of those synchronicities that keeps coming up in this work and I know that it can be passed off by uh, as coincidence, mm-hmm. but how many coincidences do you get before it turns into real synchronicity, uh, which Carl Jung de- defined as meaningful coincidence? In other words, it's, it's something more. You're tapping into something archetypal that, that exists out there in, in some way, it's sort of like tap, tapping into the blueprint that, that underlies the uh, the whole reality that we exist in.
2: It's either that or, or, or minds or something is clicking on inside each and every one of us. And we're all starting to come to the table with our jigsaw puzzle piece in our pockets, and we're working together to put the jigsaw puzzle together.
3: Exactly. That's what's happening. And thank God for the Internet, because mm-hmm. uh, now I'm in touch with uh, Peter Wolford, um, And other people have found my work, I've found other people's work, and and um, it's really building into something really interesting. But like an archaeologist who discovers a bone in the desert, um, he might not know what that bone connects to, and he finds another bone. He still doesn't know what the whole picture is, but he keeps digging, and eventually he gets the whole creature together, and he knows what he's doing.
2: Right. That is so true, that is so true so that's sort of where we're at so where, where do you see the uh gematria going in the, in the in the days, the weeks the months, and the years to come what what do you what do you what's your gut feeling tell you about the great finds that are going to be right in front of you
3: I think it ha- I think it will come down to the idea of the totally interconnected universe mm hmm the the interconnectedness between absolutely everything. I, I think that's if that makes any sense. I think that's <laughs> somehow is is what is at the end of this road. And and again, so then what, what we're talking about basically is a hologram, because every little piece of a hologram contains all of the elements of the whole thing.
2: And it's very 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 interesting.
1: What, so do, what do what do
2: members of the scientific community and other disciplines, established disciplines, academia, say about your theory?
3: Uh, well, you know, I haven't been in touch with very many of them. However, there is one uh, fellow, his, his name is uh, Joseph Turbeville. He's a retired uh, physicist, mm-hmm. and he was working on uh some he was doing some groundbreaking work with the Fibonacci numbers, and he stumbled upon my work because he noticed that some of what I was doing was related to what he was doing and this guy is a full blown scientist <laughs> this guy knows mathematics up one side and down the other, and in fact he's uh referenced my work in uh, three of his uh, books so <laughs> there's at least there's at least one guy on my side who's uh, in the academic uh, arena.
2: Well, that's really great. Um, you and I have to take a commercial break, and uh, this is our final break, Gary. It's always great talking to you, and it's it's nice to see that people that are on the show are starting to collaborate and exchange information like you and Peter, because that's the entire reason why we do this show, is to get the information out to the public, and for you people like yourself and Peter, to Exchange information and to share the finds that you have, and I think that's super.
3: Yeah, that's the great thing about your show, too. That's just it's just tremendous, a real service that uh, you provide.
2: Thanks, partner Gary. Stand by, you and I will take our final break. We'll be back on the other side. Exonation. Gary Valtanuta is our special guest. Here's his website it's www.ezekielcode.com and www.secretof9.com. We'll both be back on the other side of this commercial break as the exone continues with yours truly Rob McConnell from our studios in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Although you're never here Your voice I often hear Another day, another night I
0: long to hold you tight Cause I'm so alone
2: Welcome back, everyone. You know what I thought of during the commercial break, Gary? There's nine planets in the solar system.
1: Yeah.
3: Well, they demoted uh, Pluto, but (laughs) it's still there.
2: Yeah. And and of course, there's nine months uh, 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 during a pregnancy.
3: Right. Oh, yeah. The Mm. nines in the uh, uh, human condition go on and on and on. There's a long list of them. In fact, I think I have them on my website somewhere.
2: Speaking about your website, you've got a special page set up.
3: Yeah, I did. Uh, a lot of the stuff on the secretofnine.com website is uh, pretty complicated, um, and just to simplify it for people who might want to just take a simple look at it and, and see how it all works and some of the really stunning um, correlations between the numbers and the and the words, um, I set up a temporary page. It's uh, secretofnine.com forward slash xzone. Dot HTML. So if they go there, they can can see something really quick and really easy to look at to see how it all uh, fits together.
2: Okay, are you working on any new books, Gary?
3: I am. I'm working on an occult uh, crime thriller called Ash, Return of the Beast. And there's a story about how Aleister Crowley's ashes uh, vanished. And that's been a mystery. All these years, and um, I've taken that idea and I've worked it into a novel, which uh, will be out uh, sometime later this
2: year. Well, I, I hate to I hate to spell your your plot, but actually, they have found Alistair Crawley's uh, ashes. They're, they were stolen by Jimmy Hoffa, and he has them. And apparently, wherever Jimmy is, <laughs> so are the ashes.
3: <laughs> well, I have, uh, have to somehow work that into the plot of the <laughs> novel. <laughs>
2: Uh, Where can people get a copy of the Ezekiel Code, uh, Gary? Uh,
3: Amazon.com. If they go to my website, Mm EzekielCode.com, they can see a lot more information and and three different uh, video trailers, including one that's the entire prologue of the novel. Wow. And there's buttons there that'll take you directly to the uh, sale page on Amazon.
2: Yeah, you know, the Internet's the only place where people can push other people's buttons and they don't get upset.
3: (laughs) Uh, that was a good one, Rob. I, I might use that. <laughs>
2: Go right ahead. <laughs> okay. Hey, Gary, I want to thank you so much for joining us. It's always a great pleasure talking to you. once again. No, it's always fun talking to you, Rob. I really appreciate it. Uh, my pleasure. Once again, quickly, give me, uh, give our listeners your websites and where they can get your book in the title.
3: Okay. Uh, the Ezekiel Code is uh, ezekielcode.com. The Gematria work is secretofnine.com. And the book can be uh, obtained both in Kindle and paperback from Amazon.com.
2: Gary, thanks very much for joining us. Always a great pleasure talking to you, and I look forward to the next time you're here with us in the XO. In fact, what I'll try and do is get you and Peter Wolford on at the same time. Oh,
3: boy, that'll be a good one.
2: You bet. Take care of yourself, Gary. Thank you. Bye-bye. Now, once again, XO Nation, Gary Bell. Tenudos was my guest of this hour, uh, www.ezekiocode.com. He's the author of The Ezekiel Code, available at Amazon.com. And of9.com I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Oh my gosh, so many wonderful things happening. We'll be back after the news Exxon Nation whatever you do do not go away
1: Progressive presents forest metaphors
4: about bundling your home and auto